Broadcasting live from the Victory Casino Cruises studio, this is Orlando Sports Leader, 740 The Game, an iHeart radio station. The following is a paid program. The views and opinions expressed in this program are not those of iHeart Media, its management, or advertisers. Golf and rock and roll, not logical, but it is fascinating. down that big old fairway don't want no hackers to get in my way the boys and me got a big nasa going before the drive it's the golf insiders giving you the inside scoop on all things golf now here are your golf insiders on 740 the game To the Golf Insiders, taking you home on the fairways of I-4, your host, Holly G, coming to you live from Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, on the road again uh, at the Myrtle Beach World Amateur Championship, the largest amateur golf tournament in the World with over 3,500 players competing this week. It all started on Monday with over 65 flights playing across 70 some courses here in the Grand Strand. This is an event like nothing else. If you have never heard of the World Amateur and you like competitive golf, Or if you just like getting together with a bunch of buddies and taking a great boondoggle, this is one to put on your bucket list. You can check out all the information at MyrtleBeachWorldAmateur.com. And uh, this is just quite an event. Along with the golf, you have what they call the world's largest 19th hole. Mr. Stedman, back there in Orlando, this is something you would like to experience. All the free adult beverages you can drink. I like it. Uh, just tremendous amount of entertainment and vendors. good. Oh, and this thing is one big party for four nights. It's, it's quite something. And in addition, they have all types of exhibitors here introducing new products, training aids, um, some of the big manufacturers with demonstrations going on of their their new latest and greatest equipment and uh, some great, great entertainment, as well as a few pros that have dropped in. John Daly was here last night and will be here again tonight. And uh, a lot of great fun happening here in Myrtle Beach. But uh, we turn our attention to what's going on in the world of Tour golf and the FedEx playoffs. Things are starting to heat up after the first leg at the Barclays and Jason Day making Plainfield and the Barclays look like an absolute clinic on Sunday, shooting an amazing 62. And as always, we go to one of our top golf insiders, Bob Herrick from ESPN.com to break it all down for us. Hey, Bob. Hey, how's it going? 
Well, enjoying a little bit cooler weather here in Myrtle <laughs> Beach. <laughs> it's nice to get out of the heat. I can imagine. It's been pretty steamy down here, no doubt about it. Well, I know you're taking a little break uh, back home in Tampa uh, as uh, we're getting ready for a long stretch here to finish off the year and these exciting FedEx playoffs. Give me your impressions of Jason Day and, and what he did on Sunday. Well, I think, you know, it's it's what he's done in the last uh, four or five weeks. Uh, you know, here was a guy who was, was sort of, uh, uh, you know, earning a reputation as someone who had a hard time closing, uh, you know, and, and, and it had just happened again at the Open where, you know, he had a bunch of chances down the stretch to to perhaps get into that playoff and, and wasn't able to get that one birdie that he needed uh, and walked away from there devastated, you know, and even left his last putt on the 72nd hole short. Uh, but now here a week later he wins in Canada, then he wins the PGA Championship, then he just wins, uh, you know, at the Barclays shooting 63-62 on the weekend. It's um, It's been quite a turnaround and obviously playing with a ton of confidence right now. And, and you know, I think this is a great example of kind of once you break through, um, it gets a little bit easier because now you've done it and, and uh, you, you don't have that hanging over your head if you don't get it done because you've done it. So um, my guess is he's going to play the Deutsche Bank with a good bit of, of, of confidence this week because he's played well there in the past. Yeah, you know, Henrik Stenson, of course, uh, somebody who's been there before and has uh, caught lightning in a bottle during the FedEx Cup and won the overall playoffs a few years back. He shoots minus 13, 68, 66, 67, 66. On a good day, that might get it done, Bob, but he finishes second. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's sort of what do you have to do, right? What what I, what I, What more is there that you can do? Uh, uh, it's a pretty good tournament right there, and it and, and it was still six shots short. You know, it, um, it's just the kind of role that Jason Day is on right now, and and, you know, he, he, he's – I don't think he can be the PGA Tour Player of the Year, but if he could win another tournament or win the FedEx Cup or both, I think he at least would get some votes and put, put his name in the conversation. Uh, uh, and, you know, when have we seen that? When have we seen two guys have these incredible years like this? Uh, you know, usually one guy wins four or five tournaments in a major or two. You don't see it out of two. And uh, but that's what we've got this time, and it's uh, it's pretty good. Yeah, a lot of talk about what a great place the state of golf is in right now. Um, lots of chatter about the new big three between Rory and Jason um, and Jordan. Uh, lots of chatter also as I was making my nine-hour drive up here on PGA Tour Radio about that conversation about Player of the Year. It's voted by the players. And, you know, given that Jordan has won two majors, that probably seals the deal. But, you know, should Jason win another tournament? Should he sweep the FedEx? That would be something. Uh, you know, what, what do you think? Yeah, I agree that two majors is going gonna, is gonna to pretty much trump everything. Um, you know, uh, it's, it's just... 
and and also if you take into account that he was two two four and excuse me one one four and and two in the majors, and he was one shot out of a playoff at the British Open, going for three in a row. I mean that has to be factored in. It's it's one of the it's one of the greatest years in major championship history. So it's hard to get beat out by winning tournaments that don't possess that history, the FedEx Cup playoff events. But on the other hand, it's very rare for players to win five times in a year. I mean, if you throw out Tiger, who's done it ten times, um, you know, going back to 1980, Tom Watson won five that year for the fourth straight year, a minimum of five. After that, you only had two other players other than Tiger do it, Nick Price and, and Vijay Singh. So winning five times in a year is very rare. I mean, it's in some ways it's more rare than winning two majors in a year. And if, and if Day were to get to six, which would almost assure him winning the FedEx Cup, you would think, uh, then all of a sudden, you know, if, and Jordan doesn't win anymore, then all of a sudden then maybe you've got an argument. You know, six wins with a major and a FedEx Cup title versus four wins and two majors. Um, it'd be amazing to think that a guy who just did what Jordan did wouldn't, wouldn't win player of the year. But to me, that's what it's going to take. I mean, Jason's going to probably have to win twice more, and, and then I think there's a, a, still a huge discussion about it. Well, and also if we look at the majors, you know, Jason, given what he went through at Chambers Bay with the vertigo and how he gutted that out, still managed to be in contention. And then, you know, again, a putt away from uh, the British Open mm-hmm. championship. You know, th- this guy was in the hunt just as just as uh, Jordan has been, of course, you know, not wrapping up the second major. But it's just been such a spectacular year. On all yeah, fronts, no doubt, and and of, and of course, you know the way that the British Open went down with the playoff, you know it's really been a, it's really been a terrific year for golf. I mean, it's it's good to see these guys emerge. Um, you know, Jason had those question marks about him. No more. Um, Jordan, of course, spectacular year, and I, you know I think if Rory hadn't gotten hurt, and we'll always wonder, you just you just think what might have been for him. Um, you know, he didn't get to play a, an open at St. Andrews where you'd like to think he would have been a big factor. You know, he had been playing pretty well. Come, you know, he had two top tens at the Masters and, the, and at the U.S. Open and, uh, you know, missed some important tournaments there. Or, or I think he, well, he is number one again. I don't think he would have ever lost it. Uh, and so I wouldn't be surprised if we don't hear some more from Rory here during these playoff events. I think he's highly motivated uh, to try to get something done here. We're talking to Bob Herrig from ESPN.com. You listen to the Golf Insiders. Um, Yeah, speaking of Roy, he was uh, not at the Barclays. Do you think now um, this is maybe gearing up his competitive mojo just a bit? Yeah, no doubt. I mean, he's he's had... um, you know, he's had two two solid weeks off now since the PGA to rest up the ankle again. Uh, he's won at TPC Boston um, and uh, said, you know, has some good vibes there. Um, he's been close at the Tour Championship in, in, in Atlanta, where, as you know, as Jordan really hasn't been. And, um, you know, so I, I, think, uh, I think there's more there still. I think, uh, 
you know, Rory now is 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 fresh. He gets to play uh, a week and then take another week off before playing two in a row. I think he's handled this fairly well, actually. You know, he's he's he he didn't want to play the week before the PGA, even though he maybe could have, because he just didn't want to push it. Then takes two weeks off, skipping a playoff event. Now we'll play one, another week off due to the off week, and then two two in a row. It's a, it's, it's, I think it was a smart move on his part not to push it, not to come back too soon. And, uh, and he's still got a, you know, a, a hectic fall ahead uh, on the European Tour. You know, he'll be playing um, three of their four final series events in, on the European Tour. Uh, so um, a lot of golf left for him. And, and you know, you know who, who's to say he won't rattle off a few wins and, and be just as solid of a number one as he was uh, just two months ago before before all this changed. Well, figuring out the FedEx Cup points, as we know, takes a bunch of laptops, uh, <laughs> whiteboards, and, uh, you know, all your digits on your toes. Um, but who needs to make the biggest move at the Deutsche Bank this week? Well, I think, you know, in terms of, in terms of that, it's the guys who are – who are outside, obviously, the guys who aren't assured of advancing. And you've got a guy like Hunter Mahan, for example, who has been in every tour championship since the, um, since the FedEx Cup format began in 2007. This is year nine. So he's been in eight straight tour championships um, for all those years. Think of, think of all the bonus money he must have accumulated uh, because if you get to Atlanta, you know at the very worst you're you're putting about one hundred and fifty thousand dollars in your retirement account, and he's done this eight times. So when there's been some years where he was close, he almost won it one year. So, but he's ninety first, ninety first in the points. I mean he's he's got some work to do just to get to the BMW. And uh, you know there's a few guys like that. And as we're seeing, there was I think five or six, seven guys that moved in last week. There's enough volatility in the points where you can make a jump and, and get up there if you have a good week. Um, interesting to me that Sergio is not playing for the second straight week. He was 31st when he started. I think he dropped to around 41st. He'll probably, probably drop to around 50th or so by not playing uh, this week. So, you know, he's kind of rolling the dice with having a good tournament at the BMW to try to make it to Atlanta. Yeah, no doubt about that. So, as we've said, often the top five get to really control their destiny. Uh, you know, do you think this is going to come down to a duel between number one and number two as they stand now, Jason Day and Jordan Spieth? What are your thoughts? It's, it's so hard to say, and this is, this is maybe one of the, one of the debatable things about the, about the format is Jason Day could win this week. He can win in Chicago, and if somebody who's two, three, four, or five wins in Atlanta, they'll win the FedEx Cup. So, you know, that's a little funky, right, the way that works out. They, they rejigger the points so that the top five, if they win, win the FedEx Cup, and, and, you know, everybody has a mathematical chance. So, you know, it's really kind of about jockeying for getting in the top five, and obviously we've got uh, you know Jordan and and Jason there. Rory's not there yet. That's why you know he'll be gunning for having a couple of good weeks. I think they all want to just you know get me to the top five, and if I win, I win the whole thing. 
uh, and that's that's probably you know the the best mindset to have. Um, uh, it would be fun if it came down to those guys. You know, uh, I think it's good that there's an off week. Uh, this year there wasn't last year. Guys were really running out of gas when they went to Atlanta. It's just hard to keep doing this, I think, these big tournaments week after week after week. And uh, so the, the the break will do these guys good, and, and then it will be kind of a two-tournament push to the end. And, and I think it has a chance to be really good. Well, we appreciate you taking a few minutes with us tonight, Bob, on your week off. And uh, it's going to be Thank a great you. Labor Day weekend with the tournament running Friday through Monday. So uh, lots more golf exciting as we move into September and the playoffs going towards the Thank you. We'll be right back. Tweet us. Stay in the game on Twitter at 740 The Game. Quite an impact, actually, uh, when he sank that three iron and hit me in the back of the head. I can't believe I'm into this. I really hate to lose. Asking forgiveness. Got the struggler's blues. The struggler's blues. Moving day at the World Amateur Championship, and I have a very special guest, Insider, coming up now, the host and producer of Golf Connections, longtime broadcaster for professional billiards on ESPN, and the voice of Myrtle Beach, the one, the only, Mitch Lawrence. Hey, Mitch. Hi, Holly. How are you? (laughs) Awesome, my friend. It's nice to be out of the heat of the Florida Sunshine State and here in beautiful South Carolina. Yeah, we're lucky. We have a great day today. Yesterday was nice after a a rain-filled first round, Uh, but everything looks great. And uh, they're out on the golf course, all 57 of the golf courses, to be exact. Yeah, this is such an amazing event. This is the 32nd year, I believe, for the World Amateur. Mm -hmm. 1984 was the first. And, and how many uh, flights do they have, Mitch? Uh, I'm sorry, how many? How many flights? Oh, in the 70s. Wow. <laughs> yeah, and that's one of the great things about it. You know, people talk about handicap-based tournaments like the Myrtle Beach World Am is uh, and how hard it is to get 3,500 golfers into one area and then handicap the whole thing. But they do an unbelievable job of flighting everybody. The handicap system is... Uh, nobody gets around it. They are on top of it every day, so people are really playing fairly. And uh, pretty much I looked at the scores last night at the world's largest 19th hole, and uh, I was noticing the net scores, and there's very few of them that are really low. It's very rare to see a net 62 or 3. You know, there's usually uh, the guys, the people who are winning are a couple under par, three under par net score. So uh, they do a great job of keeping it all above board, and, and, uh, you know, it is, there truly is. I know I'm prejudiced because I live here and have been involved so long, but there truly is nothing else like it and no place else on the planet that could host this kind of uh, golf tournament. Absolutely, and it's so interesting. There are groups that come back year after year that literally block off this week because it's 
four days of uh, competition in terms of the flights, and then the championship flight is played on Friday, correct? Right. Yes, it is. And this year it's going to be at the Dye Club at Barefoot Resort. Uh, they move it around. It was at the, you know, it can be at the Dunes Club, or they pick a really, really good golf course, and then they go out and uh, all the flight winners fight it out to see who's going to be the champion. But I think there's, pro- I think the number, and I could be off by one or two, but there are 15 people or so that have played in every one of the 32 um, handicap, you know, amateur handicap championships, and uh, it's amazing when you talk to these people about the friends they've made, about the experiences that they've had. You understand why they they mark this week off and nothing gets in the way through thick or thin, through, you know, a lot of times illness, through they just get here. They find a way to get here. It's pretty amazing. And it is an incredible package that they offer. Not uh, sure, something around, what, $700 for all your golf uh, you get the 19th hole for four evenings from 6 to 9 o'clock. It's free hors d'oeuvres, food, cocktails. I mean, it's quite an extravaganza. Plus, yeah, you know, the golf. Yep, and I don't, I don't even know if it's that high. You know, it's, it's, it kind of fluctuates between, I think, five and $600. It might have gone a little higher this year. I didn't check that number. But I think it's an unbelievable package because you do get to play four uh, completely different golf courses. What they usually do is you'll play one on the north end and one on the south end and a couple in the middle of town somewhere. So you get to experience all the different parts of Grand Strand golf. Uh, and as you said, the 19th hole, Monday through Thursday, is a party. Uh, there's vendors there and terrific golf-related um, you know, booths where you can go and sample a lot of things. There's great deals on shoes. I know uh, through... Uh, True Links and True Linkswear, sorry, and uh, Echo and a number of the golf shoes have great booths where you can get amazing deals. And there's all kinds of stuff. I mean, it's literally, it's literally one of a kind. And when you throw in the food and, as you mentioned, the free cocktails, <laughs> yes, it, it, but you know, it gets pretty interesting. Uh, there's yes. a lot of contests. There's a par three indoor contest with um, almost golf balls. That's fantastic. And then there's a long putt, all, both of them sponsored by the Red Cross, and all the money that's raised there goes to the Red Cross. Uh, and on Thursday night, the winners from each night leading up to Thursday get to compete and a hole-in-one um, and the longest putt. They'll play off till somebody wins that, and they have a chance for money and prizes and all kinds of things. And I have to mention... Of course, they have a chance to play pool against the only real Hall of Famer in the in the convention center, who happens to be my wife, the striking Viking, Ava Lawrence. And she plays uh, pool every night, and uh, the lines to play her and try to beat her have been great. So there's a lot of exciting things to do. Yes, and uh, another uh, professional was walking the floors last night, John Daly, fresh out of the hospital, which yeah. was truly amazing, given yep. his, uh, wow, I mean, um, life-threatening, collapsed lung situation, I guess, over the weekend. Yeah, I uh, I got to spend some time with John last night after afterwards and i asked him how he was feeling and he said okay and i said pretty scary and he said i'm still scared but one thing we know about john he does it does not totally alter his particular way of attacking life that is the truth uh, and and it's you know we kind of talked about it a little bit there were a bunch of us out afterwards and um 
that's it's kind of who he is. I do think it was it was a scary moment for him. Uh, they're going to follow up and do more tests and everything else, but we're glad he was here. I think all of us figured he wouldn't be, but he showed up, and, um, you know, he's got a great John Daly cocktail, and they're one of the sponsors of the tournament, so he was he was passing out those at his own booth. And he's, he's, he is definitely a man of the people. They love him. You know, they, they couldn't wait to have pictures taken and everything else, so that that was pretty interesting. And we've got uh, Katrick and McGinnis from... Sirius XM PGA Tour Radio all week, every night from here. So Brian's playing in the tournament, and John is being John. So it's a great mix of people. And, uh, and then, of course, he was here. you are emceeing tonight's event at the 19th hole. I am. So we're looking forward to that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, tonight and tomorrow night I'll be doing that, and uh, I love doing it. It's one of my favorite times of the year. You zigzagging with Charlie Reimer from the Golf Channel. That should mm-hmm. be fun. Yeah, it's it's going to be great. And I've lived here for, lived in town for 15 years, but really coming down and doing my show that's been on for almost 25 years, if you can believe that, I can. Uh, so it's it's the chance to really get to know people and talk to them and, and promote Myrtle Beach Golf. I take it for granted sometimes because I live here, but uh, it really is a mind-boggling collection of golf courses and a great place to come obviously it sure is and it's not often that you find someone that hasn't made the uh surgeon to myrtle beach uh, especially if you've played golf for any period of time but it is truly a one-of-a-kind destination and uh the world amateur is definitely something to check out if you like tournament golf or if you just want to go have an amazing golf experience, I would put this on your bucket list, wouldn't you, Mitch? Yeah, well, absolutely. I, I, it's like I said, when you really sit down and look at the golf courses and the architects that have contributed to Myrtle Beach Golf, and it's the biggest names in architecture from Reese Jones to Greg Norman uh, to Pete Dye, who's got a number of courses here, uh, yeah, I could keep going. Uh, and people you might not ever have ever heard of, but who are really, really fantastic local Carolina kind of uh, designers like Tim Kate and others in that uh, genre. It's it really is just an amazing collection. It's the only way I can put it. Every kind of golf course that you could want to play is within a 50 mile area, and you can get to it quickly. And the rates are always great. It's a really, really great value. So. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for spending some time with us. I will be seeing you shortly yes, uh, you at will. the 19th hole, and we'll, uh, we'll tip an adult beverage, my friend. That, that would be a wonderful thing. I think we'll find time to do that, as we always do. And Mitch, how do people find you on your show? Well, it's on playgolfgetaways.com. It's the Golf Getaways digital network, and the podcast is called uh, Golf Connections with Mitch Lawrence. And- uh, there's some great guests, you know. I really try to connect people with the with the people and the places in the game that matter to all of us. So I've had fun doing it. And if you go there and just check the list of people, I think you'll be pretty pretty interested in listening to them. So thanks for asking. Well, one of the best in our business, Mitchell Lawrence from Myrtle Beach. Thanks, Mitch, so much. See you soon. Hey, Harry, thanks a lot for all the security you provide for us. Well, that's... My job to keep all those nuts away from you. That's just the way it is. Don't play in pebble, won't pay the price. I love my muni, I think it's nice. Yeah.
Insiders, taking you home on the fairways of I-4, your host, Howie G, live from the Grand Strand, beautiful Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, where the 32nd Myrtle Beach World Amateur Championship is being held this week. Over 3,500 players competing. Play started on Monday. They play through Thursday with the championship round of each flight, playing for the overall championship on Friday. And this is quite an event. Uh, Pleased to be here. And for those of you who want to find out more information and maybe consider playing in this incredible tournament, you can go to www.MyrtleBeachWorldAmateur.com to find out more information. It's Just a great week of golf entertainment. The world's largest 19th hole happens every evening from 6 to 9 p.m. Free cocktails, some of the most amazing food from the Grand Strand, and uh, entertainment, great exhibitions from some of the best club professionals in the country, and all the latest and greatest new golf products. So it is one event to put on your bucket list. But we're talking the playoffs, the FedEx Cup, and Stage 2 happening this weekend. Labor Day weekend, always a special uh, time for the tour as it goes from Friday to Monday. So you get to enjoy all that great golf over a long holiday weekend and the Deutsche Bank Championship at the TPC in Boston. And uh, I'm now in his neck of the woods one of our favorite golf insiders, Jeff Shane, now residing in Hilton Head. Hey, Jeff, good to have you on. Always glad to, to be around. And uh, I, I don't know if you're exactly in my neck of the woods. There, there's a lot of woods between you and me along the coast of South Carolina. <laughs> yeah, there sure is. And as they say, a lot of low country, but... Uh, you're now uh, enjoying your new uh, new position there at the Island Packet, a uh, very great newspaper there on Hilton Head Island, and of course, uh, still working for PGATour.com. But uh, give me your thoughts on Jason Day's 63-62 last weekend. Wow. Uh, very, very impressive on a golf course that, that befuddled a few of, of the game's best players, Jordan Spieth. Uh, was absolutely flabbergasted by uh, by what Plainfield was given him, and uh, you know Dustin Johnson uh, didn't fare uh, all that well, and and so there there are definitely some guys that walked away shaking their heads, and and here Jason Day is uh, just in some sort of amazing groove, uh, hitting it straight, and 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 uh, just a magical putter right now. He's now won three out of his last four starts. And uh, if this happens with any more frequency, I've decided that we're going to have to start calling Jason Day Groundhog. Explain, my friend. Groundhog Day, the same thing over and over again. Ah, yes, good day. Groundhog Day, good day. (laughs) Well, he is certainly in the zone. You know, we often talk about when a guy breaks through, you know, is this going to open the floodgates? Well, it certainly seems with, with Jason that you get that confidence, you get that major championship, and you jump to a whole different level. 
Yeah, and uh, I, I think that once uh, a guy figures out how to uh, put himself over the top and, and finally win that uh, elusive tournament, and then you have something to draw on. And the only way to get that is is to actually cross uh, cross the line in, in first place. And uh, he he's made some very small adjustments just to be a little bit more consistent with the driver. And and he's already one of the longest hitters out there. And then uh, a, a small adjustment to his putting. And right now it seems like everything he looks at is rolling in, kind of the way it was with, with Jordan Spieth early in the year. Uh, I forget the total length on putts that were drained by Jason Day at, at, at Plainfield Country Club, but it was, I want to say it was like almost 200 feet by the time the tournament was over. Well, speaking of rolling them in, how about Brian Harmon, just the third player to make two aces in the same round on Sunday? Wow, um, I think he might have maxed out his visa card. What do you think? I think that's exactly what he said when it was all said and done. <laughs> he, he buying all those drinks. A, yeah, well, and, and not only was he buying drinks, they were all doubles, right? So <laughs> uh, right. that was uh, quite a quite an amazing uh, uh, situation uh, to, to be able to come up with, with two aces in the same round like that. And, and Brian needed it. I mean, he just – he's had a good year, but he you know hasn't really been the – contender that we saw last year when when he wanted the John Deere so uh, any any little bit to, to help you along and if you don't have to pull the putter out of the bag that's kind of nice well and I love this touch he sent 300 various beers to the media center and a bottle of Crown Royal I hope that was a big bottle <laughs> because you know we know uh, our our peers uh, like to have a shot or two well, I, I'm just hoping that, that not too much of that was delved into until after all the stories were written. <laughs> no, no doubt, no doubt. So um, we're second round here, second stage at the Deutsche Bank. Uh, your thoughts on, you know, how things are shaping up. Of course, Rory will be playing this weekend and uh, how it looks for Jordan and Jason sitting at one and two in the FedEx Cup points. Well, it's uh, going to be interesting to have those three guys together um, and, and and be watching you know them look over each other's shoulders. Uh, I, I think you know for the moments you know somebody's got to knock off Jason Day. He's he's probably the alpha dog going in right now because he is on such a roll. Uh, but you know Rory is trying to find his form again a little bit. He didn't finish badly at the PGA. Tied for 17th was pretty good considering it was his first tournament after a two-month layoff. Uh, the guy who might be shaking his head is Jordan Spieth because uh, he probably still doesn't know what hit him last week, but he had a good finish uh, when he made his debut at TPC Boston a couple of years ago, so he's got good memories there and, and, and the chance to, to bounce back fairly quickly. I'm kind of intrigued, and, and this really isn't a this week's storyline. It's really two weeks down the road. But I'm kind of intrigued by the guy who is not there because not only is Sergio Garcia sitting out the Deutsche Bank, he also sat out last week at the Barclays. And this is a very interesting strategic gamble. We talk about all these big events crammed together into such a short time frame, seven big events in eight weeks. And it's hard to find rest. And, and a lot of golfers, when they get to Atlanta, are really 
saying that they are at the end of their uh, uh, end of their tank. And so uh, Sergio Garcia is just outside the top 30 in points, has decided to set out the first two. Nobody is going to be more rested than him going into the BMW and then into Eastlake. He needs a decent performance at the BMW to move into the top 30 and maybe even into the top 10. And then, like everybody else, you just go for all the marvels at Eastlake. It's kind of an interesting strategy, and one I'm not sure the PGA Tour is that fond of. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we know it's not a perfect system. Uh, we know in the past the Tour Championship has, you know, been sort of an afterthought as, you know, guys have sort of wrapped things up. So it's not a perfect system yet, but certainly creates a lot of drama and, and uh, you know, true excitement coming into, uh, you know, September when we used to just uh, totally focus on football. So it certainly has created a longer uh, season, but more, you know, more to uh, tougher for the for the players to, you know, keep uh, keep fighting through. No doubt about that in terms of, you know pacing themselves. But, uh, you know, a guy who's sitting here and made a big move at Barclays, Henrik Stenson, uh, putting himself into position to be one of the first to be to win the FedEx twice. I believe Tiger's the only one that's done that, correct? That's correct. Yep. And that was early on before the current format was in place. Yeah. So, I mean, he seems to be a guy that gets dialed in when it comes to this time of the year. Uh, you know, who who are you seeing that's going to be the one uh, holding holding the trophy at the end of this thing? Well, I, I think that, you know everybody is looking at, at at the at the big three names. Certainly, at Day and Spieth, and and the way that they have just put together really great complete seasons. But uh, I think what we have found in in recent years is it's not those guys that win it's not the guys that come in one two three four and five and this may be the fatigue factor kicking in actually but it's the guys from off the pace the brant snedekers and and the bill haas and and the billy horschels that get hot at the right time and and go into east lake win east lake and and they're high enough in the rankings to be able to to take the whole thing so Half in jest, but half seriously, I've said the guy that's going to win it this year is Robert Streb because he's like third and on the tour in top ten finishes. Uh, and he's won an event. He's been a playoff runner-up in another event. He's had a decent year, and he just kind of fits that profile of the guy who's been sitting off the pace all year and has a chance to get hot at the right time. And he actually had a pretty decent weekend at the Barclays to kind of get that ball rolling. So uh, it's, it's half joking, but I think the way it's set up, the guys off the pace uh, might be the better guys. Yeah, he's been on my radar as well, along with Danny Lee, who's sitting uh, on uh, in number 10 right now. And, and somebody we also keep our eye on, Jim Furyk. He's been there before, uh, moved to 11th on the points list. So it is starting to uh, really get interesting, Jeff. Yeah, Furyk is, is another very good candidate. He hasn't played as many events, but I believe the stat is that he's played 19 events and 17 of them have wound up in top 15 finishes. So you talk about uh, you know being a consistent player uh, that, that maybe not not on the radar like Spieth or Day, but Furyk had that season-long consistency just like Streb. 
Well, now's the time for me to put you on the spot. Who's going to be your winner this week in uh, big old bean town? <laughs> well, I suppose it's going to be hard to, to dethrone Jason Day because uh, not only is he playing well now, he's had good finishes at, uh, at the Deutsche Bank. And he said right off the bat at Plainfield that the TPC Boston is a course that he absolutely loves. So uh, he's the guy to beat, absolutely. And uh, as far as maybe somebody coming from off the pace, uh, I think Spitha is, is probably due for bounce back week. Rory has, has, has won there before. Um, how about Webb Simpson, uh, a guy who uh, also plays very well at TPC Boston and a former winner there? Well, it's going to be a great weekend. Uh, Labor Day, you get to watch an extra day on this fantastic holiday jeff shane thank you so much great to speak with you my friend have a great weekend all you right you to- too enjoy the grand strand you listen to the golf insiders we've got to take a break but we'll be right back stay with us well i don't want to take all the credit for their talent but uh, first i had to teach them to play golf then i had to teach them to sing and then I taught them to play various instruments, none of which they do very well. I want my dream. Yeah, yeah, really not so lean and mean. I got good eyesight, I'll be all right. I get my dentures shining bright. I got a deaf right ear for those golf carts I can stay well. We're not young like we once were. We're back. The Golf Insiders, wrapping up an hour of Intelligent Golf Talk, your host, Holly G. And uh, we launched our very own Golf Insiders VIP golf card this summer. And uh, one of our fantastic courses to be featured on that card, if you were so lucky to purchase one, is DeBerry Golf and Country Club. A, one of one of Orlando's finest uh, just recently went under a number of renovations this summer. And I'm pleased to have Justin Autry, the general manager, on the line to share with us what's going on with the grand reopening. Hey, Justin. Hey, Holly. How are you? Fantastic. Uh, this is one of the top tracks in Central Florida and you've got uh, some fantastic news in terms of the greens and the fairways and the conditioning. Tell our listeners all about what's been going on out there. Well, we're excited with all these improvements we've been able to do through our uh, corp, and we've put in some new tip eagle greens. Uh, we actually tilled them all uh, compared to a no-till, which a lot of clubs do. So we're excited. We got a a great contractor in this summer, uh, and we uh, took out the old greens, reshaped them, filled them up, and uh, put out a brand-new, wonderful Tiff Eagle Bermuda grass that is rolling absolutely spectacular as we speak. Well, some of our listeners might not know, but uh, back in the day, let's say 10 years ago, uh, DeBerry used as a U.S. Open qualifying site, also for the U.S. Senior Open. It's been voted many times as one of Florida's top 100 and a four-star by Golf Digest magazine. So if they haven't ever had a chance to play DeBerry, now is the time. There's no question. We've got the whole golf course in uh, tremendous shape. The summer's been very good to us. It's a great track, uh, very difficult, um, but uh, 
very rewarding when you finish that round on 18 uh, and get a chance to come in here for a cold beverage. Tell us um, about, you know, you're part of Club Corp, which is a network of clubs around the country, both golf and dining. You offer tennis and swimming. I notice at DeBerry, you've even got pickleball. That's, you know, certainly hot right now. And uh, tell our listeners, if they choose to become a member, some of the great benefits they get by being part of Club Corp. Well, that's the, that's the fantastic part about being uh, with Club Corp and certainly an industry leader. Uh, we have over 430,000 members uh, worldwide, well over 250 clubs worldwide, as well as with uh, the 20,000 of our employee partners serving uh, our wonderful members and guests uh, throughout the year. So when you join DeBerry, you're joining the family of Club Corp. So it really allows you full access to uh, all of our clubs nationwide, Mexico and Canada. Uh, that includes clubs like Firestone, Cota de Casa, Mission Hills, uh, just to name a few. Uh, and our, for instance, our one members uh, get, not only do they get 50% off their dining at our club, they get two free rounds of golf at every single one of our clubs each month. Plus, they get two free meals at every one of our business clubs per month. So they truly do get membership to over 250 clubs nationwide, uh, which really sets us apart with uh, so many other clubs uh, in the country. So they you know, have the option to look at a number of different memberships, if, if that's the case. But you also have some great preview rates going on right now for the general public to come out and play. We do. We've got, you know, what we're running right now through the summer is, uh, is anywhere from 25 to 35, depending upon the time of the day, uh, to get out and see how great our golf course is. So we're excited by that. They can reach out to the golf shop or Kim Rocanello, our membership director, and she can set up a preview site tour um, so they can see all of what our great club has to offer, both in swimming and fitness and tennis and pickleball and obviously uh, especially golf. Yes, and if they bought one of the Golf Insiders VIP cards, they can come out and play absolutely free. So we sure appreciate you being a participant in uh, in our golf card. And in terms of... Um, What's, you have a special now with the membership through the end of the year. Share about that. We do. We've got a, a number, number of different membership categories here at the club, uh, but we're offering uh, new golf members that sign up by the end of September 50% off monthly dues uh, for the rest of the year. Um, and so our dues uh, for our standard individual golfing dues is $300, uh, $309 per month. That includes all your green fee, all your cart fee, all your range. Um, you don't pay another dime uh, for the whole month. And so for the rest of the year, we're offering 50% off, uh, which, and that's no initiation fee, no application fees. You come in the door, you sign up, and you're on your way to some great growth and great camaraderie among our membership. And you've great, got some great food and beverage out there as well, the Innovations Bar and Grill, and a wonderful facility for uh, special events, weddings, uh, holiday parties that people might be planning coming up. Absolutely. We've got a fantastic chef, and Chef Raven can create anything that you're, you're, you think of, and a wonderful private events director in Lim Roboto. Been here for 16 years. Um, we can see weddings, uh, over 400 people. Uh, it's a fantastic food, fantastic venue, uh, and we can cater to anything that your heart desires. And um, typically, what um, for holiday parties? When should people uh, take a t- you know call to book in advance? 
Right now, I can tell you uh, we are getting close to being sold out for holiday parties through November and December. It's, uh, we are filling up quickly, and, uh, and I would get them to call as soon as humanly possible. All right. And again, uh, people want to explore more about DeBerry. This is your 25th anniversary. Uh, what is the website to go check out? It is DeBerryCC.com. Again, DeBerryCC.com. Uh, and you can also get links to Club Corp and see all the great offerings that our club and our, uh, our company have to offer. Yeah, it really is um, in a fabulous deal. And you also have a dining club that's that's part of it. So if you're a business traveler, uh, you know, there's there's nothing better than, than being part of the Club Corp network. Any market you can go to, chances are we've got a club to be able to cater to your every need. And again, uh, who is the designer of, of DeBerry? Lloyd Clifton, Lloyd Clifton Sr., well, he has uh, done some great tracks around Central Florida for sure. So uh, this is this is one of my favorites in Central Florida, and I can't wait to get out there and, and check out all the renovation. Justin Autry, the general manager of DeBerry Golf and Country Club, we thank you so much. And if you want to get more information, what's a phone number to call? 386-668-1705. And we will take care of whatever questions uh, you have for us. All right. Justin Autry from DeBerry Golf and Country Club, thanks so much for spending a few minutes with the Golf Insiders. Thank you, Holly. Have a great day. All righty. That wraps it up from uh, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Holly G had a wonderful time up here. Thanks to our hosts. Uh, congratulations to Jeff Holiday for running an unbelievable event, the 32nd year for the Myrtle Beach World Am Championship. We're out of here. Back next week. Have a great holiday weekend. Bye-bye.